1: starts right now live from the nasdaq market side overlooking new york city's times square i'm melissa lee our traders on the desk are tim seymour brian kelly steve Grosso and guy adami a huge day and another wild week on wall street as the selling pain rages on we start with a major sell-off the dow getting slammed again down more than 500 points at the lows of the day the nasdaq continuing to lead the rest of the market lower it has been a red Red October, the S&P Ooh, dipping in and out so of correction crazy. territory. It is now on track for its worst month since 2009. The Nasdaq down 11% this month alone. The Russell getting hit hardest, down 13%. So are we in for more selling? What can stop the bleeding? What should we expect next week, Gaia Adami. I mean, you know, like
2: five questions in there. I mean, I have trouble just take waking time up at a time. and you rattled off three like that. I like that. Scary Do you remember any though. of them? What was that? Do you <laughs> what <laughs> okay. should we expect? These are more pain ahead. I believe so. A couple Fridays ago, when the S&P was down five and a half percent from that 2940 all-time high, I turned to Karen. And I said, I think there's another seven or eight percent on the downside. As you mentioned, the S&P is down some nine and a half percent today, given today's close. I think we have another three or four percent. I think percent what will show an end to the selling and by the way you might have seen a little bit of today the VIX actually closed unchanged on the day which I think is encouraging maybe it has something to do with the fact that it's Friday I have no idea but that's a good sign I still think you're gonna see a day where the market really flushes maybe you have a 3% day where the VIX closes above 30 reverses that's the bottom.
3: I hear you saying you think we're not done Um, but but what ultimately is is the reason that we keep going Lower. I mean, that's a, well, now
2: we're playing but back and forth. I'm not like,
3: looking well, for a split screen. Why did we go screen.
1: lower in the entire month of October? Rates. couldn't it just be a continuation of well, those concerns? Right.
3: Okay, so I'll low. answer that question, okay. seeing as I've, I've posed it. <laughs> Rhetoric. Um Look, as, as I like to do. Look. Fed Powell, the Fed is the reason we are here. Uh, I think we are confronting a Federal Reserve that, at least um, since those Fed minutes, since that Fed Powell statement, I think it was on October second, you've got third. a dynamic here. Third, yep. where where the markets look at them. I mean, look at them from that point. Granted, um, there's some other parts of the market that we talk about, whether it's industrials, whether it's banks that have been struggling for a long time, but the broader uh, the market, and certainly the indices themselves. Uh, and look at semis. Semis are down 18 and a half percent on the month. Small cap. We noted that at the start start of the show. So, uh, to me, this is really concern that the Fed is getting more aggressive at a time when there's no data that's coming in right now that's actually telling you the economy's getting stronger. If anything, we're running into headwinds, and whether that's Uh, trade... But but here's the thing.
4: I mean, the Fed Fed was part of this, but to me, it was more that they lit a match in a dynamite factory. We had concerns over Europe. We had concerns over tariffs. We had concerns over a fact that there was a slowing economy. Then all of a sudden, the Fed comes along and says, hey, you know what? I'm going to... i might raise rates. Then all of a sudden, everything starts to sell. Semis were selling off before that. So there's a multitude of things. You pick what the reason was. What concerned me this week, though, is we all talked about are earnings going to save the market? And all of a sudden, earnings come out, and they're not so Doesn't great. Doesn't matter either. So what's the what's, what's left to save it?
0: So if you look at, the the Fed is definitely the number one concern on investors' minds. Knocked the market down October 3rd. FOMC minutes on October 17th, knocked the market down again. We heard chatter about hawkish Fed, knocked the market down yet again. It's all rates. That's it. So, Oh, I thought you were going to ask that question. So now if you look at why the market would stop, it's fear plus panic equals bottom. We've had fear. No panic yet. But
1: you need that capitulation. I mean, we have what we panic. haven't There's seen no is it's that orderly. heavy volume. right at the lows of the session really feels awful kind of day. And it didn't, and it didn't feel like that today. Even no, down 400 points or so in the
4: Dow, it didn't feel like a panic day out there. And if you look at the volatility in the last half hour, last hour or so, we swung about 100 points in the Dow. That's generally not the sign of a
3: bottle. It wasn't a panic day because we effectively did this last night. We, we knew exactly what we were getting into today because the earnings weren't so great. Right. And I just want to throw something else back there. While I agree and, and said it's Fed, we, EPS revisions this quarter and for now year to date are actually down. OK, so this has been not the quarter where people have suddenly said, hey, it's getting better for us. If anything, the revisions have been down. That's right, down. So if you think about it, that's a big issue for stocks that had a lot of good news priced into them. I
1: mean, I would posit that the Fed really hasn't changed its course too much since the beginning of the month. And that is it's it's the notion that the Fed is hell bent on a on a rate raising path in the face of markets and corporations that are saying things are not as good yeah. as it may seem. And it's that sort of You divergence. listened in the
2: interview this morning on Squawk Box. I mean, they talked about... at a Mester. Uh-huh. Will the market be a concern? The market doesn't seem to be a concern. It seems pretty orderly to me. The market has to get a lot worse before we even consider changing course. By the way, good for her, and I agree. I agree that it's something with the Fed, but Tim's right. I mean, Amazon earnings... Not, not a lot to do with the Fed. The earnings revisions we're seeing, Not a I lot mean, to right. do with the Fed. So, I mean, the Fed is. If part any of this. other
0: environment, though, guy, if any other environment, we had those reports yesterday, you would see those as a single stock event. You would see them get hit. You wouldn't see them take. Sure. The market is looking for. These names, but they're to not save just us. single. It's, they're
4: not it, just single misses. It's not
1: just one-offs.
0: This is the mosaic. whole sector. It's, it's everybody. A exactly of
1: what the commentary has been in the face of what the Fed
0: is poor doing. You earnings. I'll, I'll give you that. I'm not saying that 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 these are great earnings calls. What I'm saying is that you cannot have poor earnings in the face of higher rates, in the face of quantitative tightening. I agree with all of that. Of that's why we're here. For the that's tax why we're costs. down that's right.
4: what I'm saying. It's all of those things. The Fed came okay. along, we're in a dynamite factory, the Fed lit a match, boom, here we are.
1: So next week we have Apple, next week we have Facebook, next the next two weeks we've got a lot more earnings.
3: We've had yeah. we've had about 60% Is of, there of the hope market report.
1: That earnings will finally help the markets.
3: Look, uh, everybody knew going into this earnings season that earnings were gonna be great everybody knew that and, and and therefore you have to assume that prices and stocks have represented that reflected that and then we also we were very clear that we didn't think any corporate management had any, you know, there was any benefit in actually guiding anything but conservatively. Look, okay. Apple, we know because of just the, the, the sheer size of this company as a percentage weighting in whether it's the triple Qs or in the S&P and where the returns have come from, this is a major risk for the market. Not because I think Apple's going to disappoint dramatically, but because in fact, it's got so much riding that's on it. Not, Facebook, that's not what's, I, I'm not expecting anything. I think what's
0: going to help is you have month end, you have the rebalance with the market. So you have about 15 billion that's going to be put to work in equities due to the sell-off. You have buybacks that are coming back. You have, you have uh, midterms that are approaching fast. You're going to get closure. So those are a couple of things that can
4: save the market. It's not going to be earnings. What, the glimmer of hope for me was the home builders today. They were actually green in this tape. And they have gotten crushed all year. So you're starting to see some people come in and say there is value at some you know, level. You feel
1: like that's a dead cat bounce? It could be like a dead cat I mean, I,
4: we might even, even really have a dead, dead cat 40%. bounce in the S&P. But we're looking for where the bottom could be. That's like, like
1: a slight glimmer of hope. What do you do in this period of volatility where you're not sure if the selling is over? Well,
2: I'm not sure the selling's right. over. We, is. Know, and I hate playing this game, but, you know, every again, we've talked about this a few times. But we weeks play ago. games here, and she asked and, you a question. But Although she didn't ask to play a game or a question No, but the time. answer
1: could be do nothing. The answer could be sit on the phone. The answer, is, the the answer, answer, answer is, could be anything is, you want it to be, whatever you think if,
2: it should for be. For those folks that have been saying, you know, I wish the market would pull back so I have an opportunity to buy Apple. I have an opportunity to buy Facebook. I have an opportunity to buy some of these railroads, which, by the way, reported fantastic earnings and are getting crushed. That's what you do you make your list and you stick by it Now of course it's always scarier than it seems when it's happening as opposed to when you sort of thought about it in your head, but that's just the way the market works
1: I mean, do you go into some of the ones that have been hit hard a Netflix down 20 percent Well see Netflix
3: to month. me is, is a name that's still what is it still up 70 percent this year or, or I mean, right. the, and, and not surprisingly, this is a name that I think doesn't deserve the multiple it's got. Why did Amazon get pushed around so much? Those numbers weren't awful, um, but the numbers certainly aren't representative of a company that, that is trading Price at the multiple perfection. that's trading. Price to perfection. So high multiple stocks, no. You don't chase high multiple stocks here, especially ones that uh, I
1: well, think people would be taking profits the value profit stocks, in. which haven't had any sort of I think value you can trade insight. them. I think
4: you can try to trade them. I think, okay. let's say, I mean, Russell's going to talk a little about levels, but yep. let's talk around 2,600 in the S&P 500. Maybe there's some support there. So I think you're going to get a tradable bottom
1: here. I just don't think it happened today. All right, well, a week almost to this exact minute. Steve Grasso here walked over to that plasma over there, gave us the key levels to watch for this week, and he nailed it.
0: I think we will see this level again, the 27.10 level, which was our recent low. If you want to lock in some profits, if we break the 200-day moving average, which is 27.68, you can lock it in and try to play for a bounce off of this. If this level doesn't hold, Kiss your kids. Don't go home.
1: Hmm. Hmm. All right, Gross, I want not you head back over to that plasma and take us through the next levels you're watching. Who kissed your
0: kids, by the way? I did, yeah, yeah. I did, but I'm going home. All right. I'm going to go home. All right. So when you say, Good what, what does the market want to do and what do you want to do with the market, you have to say, well, there's has no panic yet. So people have been sitting on their hands. So let's look at the charts and see if we can get any other information out of it. So these are back to the February lows. That level's 25. Wow. Let's scratch that clear. 2532 Okay so today we have a re- retracement here from this low to this high gives you a bunch of retracements Today we spanked it right on the nose here 26 29 all right we, we it was fractions it was decimals lower than that so a slight break which is a, a, a sign of weakness in the charts The market wants this level. That's what the market is telling us. That's what we have to test. We have to test it in short order and then bounce from there. If we do not bounce from here, forget about kissing your kids. There's going to be no one home. Your house is getting taken away. This level, if we breach that level, you're talking about 100 handles lower for support. See, yeah, I, why not 25.50? I mean, again, I know maybe we're splitting
3: hairs at this point, but sure. but I look at the, the blow-off top that we had into Jan 26, which then augured
0: this period of enormous volatility we've had all year, and that's really the level we need to get back to, no? So when you bring up the 25.50 level, that's actually this low right here. So... If we tested that, Tim, I think that's okay. I just don't think that anything with a 26, 26 handle is okay. You need a 25 handle to say this was a valid
4: test of these low levels. Hey, Steve, I'm wondering, can it happen in one day or is it a process? We see like a bottoming process around 25-32. I hope it happens in one day. And then you, of course, have
0: the three-day rule. That low has to hold for three consecutive days. You make a higher low. I was hoping it happened today. I wanted to see panic. You can bottom out on a panic day. We don't have panic yet, so there's no bottom in place just yet.
1: What's your inclination as to where we land next week? Do we test any of those levels?
0: Yeah, I think that we are going to test the levels. And the level that Tim points out, that 2550 level yeah. right about here, that's a good level to start. But I think people want to test this level, 2532. You huh. got to have a sufficient test of the February lows. There's people already saying that that level is not going to hold. So you need a substantive test of that level to prove the Bears wrong.
1: All right. Thanks for that. So you'll be watching these levels next week. It's not all doom and gloom out there. A surprising group of stocks were shining bright this week amid the wreckage. We'll tell you what they are and what it could mean for the markets. Plus, the Facebook fallout rages on now down more than 30% from the highs as it gets ready to report earnings on Tuesday. But one trader says it looks so good. Looks so bad, excuse me. It's good. He'll explain why. And later the Dow's on track for its worst month since 2010. And there's one thing Guy Adami is watching. What is that next guy? I have no idea. That oh, okay. could be the key Excited. to the Woo. market's destiny. Oh man. he will tell you what next. We're live in Times Square in New York City. Much more fast money right after this.
5: The spirit of performance defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX.
1: Welcome back to Fast Money. Despite all the doom and gloom, there were a few surprising bright spots in the week uh, in this market. Bob Pisani is at the New York Stock Exchange with a look at them. Hey, Bob.
6: Hello, Melissa. Uh, There weren't a lot of bright spots, but we just love Motown here. So there were a few, including retailers like Abercrombie and Buckle and Burlington. They were all up double digits. Gap was strong as well. Macy's was up fractionally on the week. Then we had the automotive stocks. My heavens, we saw a whoosh of buying in the last two days. Everything from Group One Automotive. GM and Ford moved up mid-single digits. That's amazing. The home building stocks. This is another group that's had the stuffing beaten out of it. Had a comparatively strong week as well. We had good earnings from Pulte helping. We had Toll, we had Lenar, we had D.R. Horton all into the green. Volume has been especially heavy in the home building group. It's down about 20% a month. In fact, they were buying home builders like crazy at the bottom of this morning. The volume was huge and that has a lot of traders complaining. Why? Well, because traders want to see a tradable bottom. That's what they want. When is it going to be over? And they don't see the signs of it yet. They think the sentiment is still too positive, a lot of them. And they point to the huge rally we had today. You know, the S&P rose 60 points in the middle of the day. What? The conventional wisdom is the economy is good. A lot of these stocks are oversold and washed out, and it's time to buy them. Well, these guys, they want sentiment to be a lot more negative. They want the VIX much higher. If not in the 50s like it was in February, okay, at least in the mid-30s or higher. That's why most traders I talk today felt that today didn't settle anything, that it was an indeterminate day, and I'd have to agree with them on that one. Have a yeah. good weekend, Melissa.
1: Um, you know, Bob, one question here on the homebuilders. The traders are upset because there was heavy volume on the upside in the tra- in the homebuilders, and we didn't see that whoosh to the downside in terms of capitulation. Yeah, they,
6: want, yeah, they want even more negative sentiment yeah. overall. They, they think people are now picking bottoms on the most beaten up groups. Like I said, just with the homebuilders there and the automotive stocks, mm-hmm. and that there's still too generically positive. Okay, they're a little washed out. Now let's buy them. Right. They want nobody interested
0: at all.
1: All right, Bob. I don't have know if we're going to get that. Yeah. <laughs> Have a great weekend. It's okay. been a long week. Bob Pisani at the New York Stock Exchange. You've been in Home Builders. Yeah. Are you also disappointed I'm, about uh, the no. action here?
0: No, I, I'm going to say that I'm okay <laughs> if there wasn't another swoosh. It's down, Lennar's down 33%. It fought back. was down 38% beginning of the week or so. I do think that you're going to get a shot in Lennar. Just think about it. If Lennar gets back to middle 50s, Think of that percentage move that you're going to get going into year end. That's where you're going to get your beta chase. Mm-hmm. Ford as well, but all the home builders are really ripe for substantial bounce.
1: Home builders, automakers, retailers—any of those convincing to you in terms of where to find value? Here? I think
2: that. I mean, in my opinion, the, the home builders bounce because rates have actually gone lower over the last couple of weeks. I mean, I think yes. that's and lumber, part of it. Lumber, lumber, lumber costs
0: have gone down. That was one of the major headwinds. Yeah, Sorry, but
2: I it. still think that. Tr- I think the trend is still lower there. I mean, autos maybe. I mean, Tim, maybe we finally well, caught the low in Ford, but I still say you fade the autos as well.
3: To me, retail, I, I got to tell you, I actually feel very confident on retail. First of all, the XRT, after significantly underperforming the S&P kind of until the last few days, has now outperformed the S&P in the last couple of days. We're, we're, we're a few weeks away from Black Friday, which apparently I don't even know when Black Friday is anymore. There's no Black Friday because we it's it's start early. Good point, BK. Oh, yeah. No, but but bottom line is, think about what retailers have done in the last year. First of all, they're outperformed the S&P by about 1,000 basis points over the last 12 calendar months. Most of that is this outperformance that we saw off of Expectations in the holiday season, which last year, granted, weren't great. I think the expectations for this year, no matter what the macro is telling you, the consumption story is alive and well. And I think that in the discretionary consumer name, you still have some value. Value has been created, but these aren't bombed out because they're structurally broken anymore. These are companies that actually have been pulled back with the broader market. I like retail here. That's where I would. Unless you
1: think what Amazon's saying about its revenue growth in the fourth quarter is indicative. Of, of everything retail. else, right, Amazon. Right.
4: but so, so, I, go ahead. Oh, I, w- I would say if if you buy that, or even if you're looking for a trade here, take a look at Home Depot. Traded down to major support today. If you're going to get that turnaround, and you're looking for a tradable bottom, I think that might be the place. Plus, you know what your risk reward is, right? Today's low or this week's low is what you use as your stop.
1: What was interesting today was also, I mean, well, not just today, this week, the bounce in Tesla that we've seen, and then today it fell off, right, when that headline crossed about an FBI investigation deepening, and then the stock came back after all. It finished the week higher by 20-something percent.
2: That was the most impressive thing, the fact that it bounced. It came back from that headline yeah. on a Friday after having this move to the upside when it gave everybody the opportunity that wanted to sell the stock, and you know what, maybe they did, but it came back. We asked, we asked Gene the question, Gene Munster the question the other day, But for Elon Musk's tweet about funding secured, would Tesla be north of 400 right now? And I think he said yes. Now, quite frankly, I've said it five times now. I'm backwards on this one, so I don't know, but I tend to agree with Gene.
0: Can you think about how many funds were short Tesla and long Amazon? Imagine that trade coming off what it's going to do, the stock prices at this point. So when you see the Tesla bounce here, a lot of it is short covering as well.
3: You know, I realize that the short interest in Tesla is high, but I I don't think that that's a trade that a lot of big hedge funds have on. I think there are a handful of noted ones that do. I I just think Tesla Tesla trades in its own stratosphere. Think about this. Tesla significantly underperformed the the, the NASDAQ or the Triple Qs for a couple of years. Um, What's been happening over the last three months has been totally a Tesla story, good and bad, whatever it's going to be. So what you had this week is a company showing that they're actually generating free cash flow, may not have to borrow, may not have to raise money, um, we'd forgotten at least about the concerns from the DOJ or the SEC, even though those things are still absolutely there. So for, for, for the right reasons, for fundamental reasons, Tesla did what it did this week. And I don't think Tesla is in any way going to be a beta stock for the overall market.
1: Outside of these bounces this week, BK, where does BK go to look for opportunities? Where does BK go? <laughs> no, I mean, it's really, I still
4: think it's a bounce market. I mean, the problem I have is we have earnings that haven't been great. The GDP print today was not great when you look under the hood. So I think... As at best you have is a bounce market. I think you can look at the home builders like Grasso Likes. Again, Home Depot is something I look at. I would even look maybe, and I'll give you a hint of what I'm going to talk about later, but maybe the bond market. Come on. Mm, interesting. Yeah, that's what, tea. Tea. what nice they call tea. the business. Right. For
1: more on the retail bright spots and where you can find opportunities right now, go to tradingnation.cnbc.com. I'm Melissa Lee. You're watching Fast Money on CNBC, first in business worldwide. Here's what else is coming up on Fast.
4: Buckle up. Next week could be the most important earnings reports this market has ever seen. We'll tell you how traders are betting ahead of the big reports. Plus, Mayday. Mayday. yep, that's what the stock market looked like this week. But don't panic. If you think there's more selling ahead, we'll tell you how to protect yourself for less. Much more Fast Money right after this.
5: For more than a decade,
1: Welcome back to Fast Money. We're heading into the final week of October with the S&P hovering near a correction and on track for its worst month since February 2009. So we want to go around the horn find out the one key thing everyone is watching going into next week. So Tim, why don't you kick it off?
3: I I think to me right now it's still the macro. So we talked a lot about the Fed. And I'll just reiterate, though, that everything we're hearing from the Fed now seems to be a Fed that went from um, asymmetric to even a a neutral Fed right now is a very different Fed. And if anything, they're telling us, even like Mester this morning, they could actually be very comfortable with the pace they're on. But the dollar also, look, we're right near 18 month highs in the dollar. You break out through this 96.70 level roughly, you could actually start to see the dollar move. That would be very dangerous for a lot of commodities trades that are already weakened i'm watching those two things next week
4: beaks yeah i think the dollar is the new vix. so i'm with tim on that the other thing that i'm watching though the bond market and particularly high yield it's been incredibly resilient throughout this and if you look at hyg going all the way back to 2016 when we had that last big sell-off high yield bonds sold off this time they haven't so either the stock market's wrong about the recession mm. or, or a weakened economy or the bond market is
0: so, I don't think that any single stock is going to save this overall market, but I am watching Apple. And the reason why is that I think that Apple's sort of the perception is reality. If Apple fades, because it's been so super resilient in this marketplace, that really puts the death nail into the overall market. So, although it's not based on one name, I think Apple carries a hell of a lot of weight.
2: Key. European banks there, Mel. Specifically, Deutsche Bank closes below 10 bucks. It's either an all-time low or close to it. I still think European banks are telling a story that maybe the rest of the market is catching up on. See how Deutsche Bank trades next week.
1: All right. Well, what a week it has been. Final trade time. Tim Seymour. Uh, yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> you
1: get away from that little uh, graphic. <laughs> oh, there's there's CWC. CWC. Yeah,
3: emerging <laughs> markets are picking it up off the lows. Brazil's actually rallying best-performing market in the world this month. Thank you.
1: Uh, BK? Uh, I'll
4: tell you what. If you think the stock market is telling you a weak economy by TLT, rates are too hot. Grasso.
0: Stock has been beaten up. You've heard me say it once. You've heard me say it twice. Any stock that was green today, you want to take a look at. Lenar, stay with it. It's going to bounce.
2: Gee. Huge, oh, a huge OA tonight. Yeah, can't, I be, mean, bigger. A can't huge be bigger. O- can It's one be, of yeah. my favorite, probably is my favorite show. Don't do this. I know we got to go. Phillips
1: 66, energy stock bouncing. All right. We'll see you all back here Monday at 5 o'clock. More fast, do not move. A very special options action starts right after this.